and the way it was running just did not look like any human. Immediately, it felt like someone was watching. Something was watching. We seen some eyes which were glowing a bright red. Welcome everyone. You're listening to this Sasquatch show. Brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. Sit back and enjoy. Well, my name is Mark, and I currently live in Virginia. Now, I'm an old fisherman, hunter, outdoorsman from northern Michigan. I already, I'd seen the Patterson-Gimlin film when I was a young child, and I, same way as I feel now, especially with the new updated version, um, it's a real film. There's nobody that could deny that and I think it's still one of the best if not the best one out there um, I but still I but was a believer but that I would go out and do my mushroom hunting my hunting my fishing out in the middle of nowhere and I'm not looking for Bigfoot and I'm not seeing and I'm not listening for Bigfoot so I'm not hearing but I know darn good and well that I, with all my trampling that I've done all over Northern Lower and the UP Michigan, I have had to have several times at least been close to one and not known it. Life threw me a few curveballs and I ended up in Southern Florida with my mother. I, uh, and I, at this point was very into Bigfoot and getting close to retirement. I felt so handicapped being in Florida. Well, once I got down there, I started really studying and come to find out that it was third or fourth on the list for sightings in the country was Florida. Well, I just happened to be, uh, 40 minutes from the green swamp in Florida at the time. And oh my God, I got excited. And for good reason, because that thing is loaded with Bigfoot. I think there's more Bigfoot in that darn swamp than per acre than there is anywhere. And I think because of the huge population explosion in Florida, in the last 40, 50 years, that it's just a natural, they just got huddled up in there, just out of necessity. And I think there was probably a good population of them in there to begin with. And it, and it makes perfect sense. And uh, that sets up my first encounter. And I'm telling you, this is, a place that people just should not go alone. I'm crazy. Their alligators can be running anywhere because there is a stream, a swamp, a pothole, lake, um, a, a th- stone's throw away from wherever you are. If you're on high ground, well, there's some low ground real close to you. 
gators everywhere. Every kind of poisonous snake in Northern America is in that swamp, including coral snake. I had to go alone. I know it's the only way that a guy's gonna get up close and personal to these things. Sat down for a half hour completely, and I tiptoe anyway, but when I, I sat there for a half hour and ate my lunch, I stood up and did a nice whoop. And I, I've learned in later life that I must have a really good whoop because my whoop gets me into trouble a lot. It sends the males <laughs> running. It sends the males running with aggression. We'll get into that one next in my Oregon experience. And uh, I'm sure now that I've learned what I've learned, that it was a female and Papa must have been out playing for a long time and she just was excited to hear my whoop and 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 she when I did my whoop um I'm really good at yardage from my football experience um 75 yards at the most in 7 seconds after my whoop the loudest it was like Somebody hit a hard tree with at least a four-inch around limb and completely broke it. It was the it took my breath away. The percussion of this, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. I mean, certified. Nobody is going out there. Nobody has hiked that path before me. You could see it. I don't even think wildlife was hiking it. <laughs> it was that remote. Then this is this was the first I'd ever heard of something like this. You know, about this whoop whoop knock. Oh, you got a knock. Well, let's knock back. No, not. You already faked them out. That ain't gonna keep going on, buddy. You you gotta just call your blessings or count your blessings and then shut the hell up and let it go. Less is more. And um, now I don't whoop or knock either one. I just, maybe just to find out where they're at. I know they're there. They know you're there. And then hopefully someday they're going to give you a peek. But by the other way, it's just we're, we're going to get against that at the end of the day on this discussion. Only five minutes after that. And this, there's only one big palmetto bush in between me and this tapping. But in five minutes, I hear this tap, 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 tap. Uh, oh, shoot, help me. Um, we used to actually use that before phones. The, uh, oh, like Morse code? Yeah, thank you. But it was, it, it was, it was right there. Tap, tap, tap. And I'm like, do I tap? Do I, you know, because that eye can stick in a tree right there. And uh, finally, uh, it wasn't, I kept waiting for it to come out of that pimento bush, and it never did. And then, uh, and, it, and it's getting dark on me, and I'm two and a half hours, and you need to be able to see for your own safety, not just the gators, but not stepping on a snake. Bears don't take four inch round limbs and bash them up against a tree after a whoop you know it's so my my bigfoot believing 
right then and there went to knowing. And then the tapping thing, I had to study on that because I'd never heard of it before. But after I studied it, there was quite a few things out there where people, where people hear the tapping. And since then, I've heard lots of it. And it seems like the females. The males just knock over trees and do the great big whack, tree knocks. The females, just like humans, have more brains <laughs> and they're more technical <laughs> and they don't have the testosterone. And it, it, I think some of our best, including Patty, right? But anyway, uh, I'm sure that was a female. And I, I, my thought clock was ticking. I have to be out of there before dark. It wasn't even a path. I'm creating my own path. The chances of me not stepping on a cotton mouth or a copper uh, head or a diamondbacks were everywhere on there um, was really high. But that was my holy grail. And I, and I, before that, I had already found footprints. I'd already seen one squirming across the path, like, like on its belly. And um, 20 inch footprints, which I do have on video or on, on my phone. It was a good looking footprint, but again, uh, footprints and tree structures are are nothing to me anymore. I'm way beyond that. Now, so, you, you mentioned that it, it had gone invisible. I was wondering if you could expand a little bit on that because I've heard that oh, as well, um, but we, I, I've never we, actually we, seen it. I, I just kind of want to get somebody's perspective on what does that look like? Because like, when I picture when people say that, and I've heard that multiple times, but I, I, I picture like almost like that movie, The Predator, when the Predator kind of flicks a switch and it just kind of, you know, blends in with, it bends the light and it kind of looks a little distorted. Is that kind of similar what it is or did it just disappear? I've thought of that really hard. And I think a lot of it depends on the sun. I think the sun can blow their, can blow their, somewhat blow their, little uh, cloaking thing that they do, it, depending on the sun rays and where it's behind them, in front of them. If it's in front of them, oh, man, that's what they want. If it's above them, I don't think it matters. But if you the sun happens to be behind them, now you're going to see the cloaky thing, just to answer your question. Okay. So then I retired and bought a travel trailer and decided to go to Oregon to not just look for Bigfoot, but I wanted to move there. But anyway, I, I hunted for Bigfoot out there and some of these great big forests that we have butchered with our logging practices. But uh, anyway, so I, I, I think these screwed up huge areas where we've logged out there they probably is a few Bigfoots in there, but they are so few compared to the vast acreage that you're just be hard pressed to ever really, especially a crippled man like me, I, I have to be smarter. So I looked at the, all the places that we are cramping down on, you know, and, you know, not logging, but just kind of, pushing them just like the green swamp where we've pushed them in there. I found this beautiful little small 
state park in the middle of rural out there, I don't mind telling you, it was northwest of Winston, Oregon, which is probably as a crow flies straight west where I was going, straight west of Rosenberg, which is right on Highway 5 there. And, um, uh, and that was the heart of it. But then you go outside of that, and it was some areas that had been logged, but it, it gave you this honey zone of undisturbed virgin forest. And the first time I went in there, I was like, this is it. And uh, then I uh, I was going to go back out the next day in my trailer park. I run into an old guy named Ed. Born and raised there. Oh, yeah, I know Bigfoot. My folks have all the experiences. I've heard them. I'm not afraid. And I went out there right to where I wanted to go. And we sat there in the afternoon. I love afternoons. And it's not quite dark yet. And I I do my one. I, I don't knock. I don't sit there and whoop. But I just want them to come but to into a new spot like that. And I just wanted to throw my hat out there to find out what was really going on. I did my one whoop. And just like in the green swamp. Well, that was a female, I'm convinced. But this was a male. And he was all the way up at the top of this mountain. If he wasn't three-quarters of a mile away up this mountain, barely could hear him the first time he barked at me. But it was like a, a whoop bark. And then a, a loud growl after it. And I'm still like, no, that was a long way away. And then about, uh, and just this was all off that one whoop. And about five minutes later, now it's a lot closer. It's coming down the hill. And about every three minutes, rough. And he's coming down, and he has got an attitude. He don't know I'm a human. He's just, these things are so territorial against other Bigfoots. And I think a lot of times we may be caught up in that out there with our knocking and our whooping. I hope people that are our knockers and whoopers are listening to this because when you end up with a bad thing happening, you brought it on yourself. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still here and I've never got scared out of the woods and I've got chased out of the woods. Once they find out it's me, just like this guy, they turn tail and say, oh, well, whatever just a human and uh they go away unfortunately because i <laughs> i'm hoping they keep coming and they they all i think they know it you know because i'm sitting there camera in hand with a smile and my heart's just going yay <laughs> and but anyway this guy come all the way down binkity binkity bink in this terrain that it would have took me i don't even know if i could have in a day went up to where he come down in 15 minutes it was this just this really deep draw with a nice stream you could tell it wasn't a temporary stream it was an all the time stream coming down out of the mountains it just covered with moss and ferns and tangle and oh my god and everything you try and get on is moss covered and is like banana peels this thing traversed that 
whole thing, three quarters of a mile in 15 minutes uh, through that crazy stuff. Do, do you think that you're, right oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to ask before I forget, uh, do you think that your whoop um, attracted them or do you think it was, it was investigating what made that noise? Because, you know, oh, no, from the sound whoop, of it, it doesn't sound like it was a very friendly approach. My, my, my whoop must sound just like another male Bigfoot. And, uh, and, and just for the whoopers out there, I hear you doing it and you're doing it on the exhale. And, it, and I laugh just as bad as the Bigfoots are probably going to laugh. You can't do as a human, a proper whoop on the exhale. You have to do it on the inhale. And then you can really get gravelly. You have to do a short one, which they do lots of short ones. Bigfoot do not do that. They are doing a short, sharp, little whoop to let their people know next to them where they're at, if they do anything at all vocally, you know. But out there in Oregon or Washington, especially on up in British Columbia, you may have them long haulers, you know, that just let on and on. But that's very rare. Um, one short whoop is all you need and if you do it on the inhale you're gonna be able to get more gravelly it sounds more accurate on the inhale and i i haven't drank any water i could have done a better job on that but i'm gonna try um, that. just just a nice short it sounds more i hate to call them primates because they're not but it does sound more like a like a really pissed off male chimpanzee. And that's what they're thinking too. And came all the way down, crossing this tree, and then did a really huge wood knock right in front of us. And I looked at the guy next to me and he was just pooping himself. But in reality, he stood up and said that he had to go back to the car because he was getting cold in it. It was chilling really fast and felt like it was gonna rain. But uh, I looked down and he had completely and totally, I can't believe he'd had that much pee in him. Both pant legs, total crotch, lost complete total control of his bowels and peed himself. Yeah, I, I, I understand uh, that. And, they, and they, part of it, like, listeners out there might be chuckling a little bit, but like to experience that fear, you know, hands-on. It, it's something you can't explain to somebody who hasn't felt it. Because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I've felt it myself as well. And uh, while I didn't, you know, lose control of my bodily function, so to speak, uh, I, I did start shaking, like, uncontrollably to the point, like, I, I couldn't grab anything. Like, it was, like, the fear just really overtakes you. So I, I feel for the guy, actually, because I understand how, how scared he was. So, yeah. I feel for everybody because I know I'm crazy. And I tried to explain to you about my dog thing. And I think that puts me way ahead of the average bear. And then when I first tried it on my first, well, we're going to get to that one. My first, I don't even consider this a bad thing, even though I know he was pissed. And, you, you know, I don't know, probably six times coming down that hill, he barked back at me. And you could hear every time it was getting closer. And it was a big foot. And it, there's the only thing that could cover that kind of ground and that kind of terrain. And he was coming right after me. 
and then to have it end up literally as the crow flies across this right across this deep ravine we were at where the creek went through um it did that wood knock and as the crow flies again uh no it was actually like 50 yards away and that's where he finally lost it because he knew the same thing that was barking his way down the hill is right there and uh, that was like where he finally went Bleh! and me i'm sitting there with a great big grin and my video camera going and i'm like all right this is what i drove out here for right and uh, i don't know how two people can be in such different camps you know his fear was my like we <laughs> i don't get it i don't i try and understand it but uh, it just depends and you just I think, who was it that said that there's nothing to fear but fear itself, you know? Um, and you, and you got to look at it from their point of view. He thinks I'm another Bigfoot, and this is his territory. And he wants to make sure, and you're not a Bigfoot. So, or, you know, there's so many ways of looking at these bad encounters, and it ain't just from your little minuscule point of view. Put yourself in their shoes. And, you know, I, I can't, you know, there's some people out there that you're just never going to change. They're going to be afraid. And, and you know, maybe they should be afraid. But I'm just telling you, I'm here today to tell you all that I am not afraid at all. But then that empowered me even more because, I, and I hear, oh, and they surely going to follow me out of the forest, you know. And I might get a good video that way because my supposed local buddy, Bigfoot guy, that's completely soaked from the belly button down, um, has to go. Um, I might still get a shot. No. Once the males find out that you're not afraid, there is no, don't have a gun, nothing to fear at all from me. Unfortunately, they have no interest in you at all. Now, I love my little place, and uh, I would have been content had there not been Bigfoots here. But if I, lo I looked at the terrain and the area around here, I'm like, well, you know, anything east of me looks very farmland and uh, cityish, and I just can't foresee. Uh, even an isolated pod being in there. I'm at the first spot going west that really looks good, and it really looks good. But still, I wasn't. I didn't have that high hopes. And after my first few months in the winter, moved in in December, I heard one good whoop once that I really thought might have been something. I didn't see anything else out of the ordinary, other than some oddball trees over the trail that I didn't look like they fell there, looked like they were put there, but still, you don't know. A local might just do that, you never know. And then the spring come along and our big park here on our my lake, because of COVID, beautiful, one of the most beautiful state parks I've ever seen in my life. Um, very mountainous, steep up and down ravines, behind every campground or campsite, looking out over this big, beautiful lake, um, went completely closed. 
they closed early. You know, we've got pretty good weather here. And they had closed like at Thanksgiving, and they normally never close. And they weren't, they didn't open until June. So the wildlife moved in. And I've seen that happen all over the country on TV. The turkeys moved in. The deer moved in. And they were running rampant. Well, I think Bigfoot moved in with them too. And uh, we had hiked it a while. It was kind of fun just being in a park there and just have this beautiful campground all to ourselves. And I uh, decided, and a steep hill going way down to the water, back the way it is, was really a challenge. But I uh, decided this dock needed fishing. I thought, sure, it was a time for crappie respect bass and uh, the spring and I uh, went down there and I kept getting snagged up and I was about ready to throw in a white towel and I uh, was tying on another hook and staring right back at the land and I hear this tickety tick 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 and I looked up in the treetops there's this huge 25 pound boulder and I I know my rocks I'm an old I, uh, old landscaping guy, rock hound. I've played with rocks. This was all of a 25 pound rock or bold, small boulder, big rock, whatever. Clipping the treetops on a straight line, hit the pine tree right next to the water. And then I watched it boing, boing, hit limbs on the way down, hit the water. And then you had the countdown and it hit bottom and clunk on bottom. There's nobody around. There's nobody on earth that could throw that rock more than 15 feet anyway, more or less throw it like I can a golf ball, clicking these treetops. That thing without hitting that tree would have went 50 more yards out in the lake. My God. So, you know, right then and there, most people would have just crapped themselves. I was doing cartwheels. I'm like, yeehaw, hell with this fishing <laughs> I didn't fish anymore <laughs> for the rest of the spring. We were down there every, he was trying to scare me away, but he did the opposite. Every other day we were down there and yeah. I learned what they were doing. I come to see their baby. Then I, then you start understanding. Well, and I also learned to understand later that he must be a younger male, probably his first baby. And I think a female is uh, more mature and older, and she's smarter. She does some really intricate wood knocking that is, uh, you know, speaks volumes. And she does some really cool vocalizations. He not, only ever does it pop his lips really loud and knock over trees and branches and pound his chest. Okay, we're getting there now. Um, so. Um, well, I, I visiting this place several days after that, um, we um, come to find out they were building a tree blind and just like a hunter would, right next to a pinch point and all these deep up and downs where you see a nice little pinch point where the deer are going through and I'm sure it makes them a good ambush spot. And they were dragging all these old trees that the park people have threw over the uh, ledge they're dragging them back up and putting them there. So, I, and it, not only is there no park people around, I know they're not going to be dragging up 
what they threw down. So, you know, again, this is just more confirmation what's going on there, right? So I had been trying to park my truck away from the spot and tiptoeing down the cement drive coming in there to sneak up and see if we can come on to these, what's building this. Well, I snuck down the hill and I, and there's one part that goes down where I'd already heard things running before, before I get on the other side of the streets where the blind was. And it's back like uh, probably 40 yards off from the main street. It was kind of an off little area for this park. All they ever did is you could tell just back down there and throw the branches over the edge. And then that was where the deer went to. But on the other side, was this really interesting spot to me. Well, today, I, that day I went over there and there's this ET looking thing in the tree. Well, it looked like you chopped a Bigfoot off at its elbows. Cause it had the upper arms, you could see upper arms, big muscular looking upper arms. You could see no neck. You could actually, and I, and I went back and forth looking at this. No, it was like 30 yard cliff. So I could go back and forth to give it more 3D. So you could, because it, it seemed to be glowing from the inside, so you couldn't see any shadows. So you couldn't see if it had nose or, or you could see the ears right away because I was looking at its face. So I could see teeny little ear looking things, even though it looked like it could and should be a balloon or a robot or an ET thing, it's just floating there it's not on a limb it's like what the hell and so i'm just going back and forth and then i noticed my dog started getting he was getting ready to go over and down where i was wanting to get to at that blind and i snapped my fingers normally he well, he does he always listens but he was just too far away and i'm not going to blow it by yelling and this thing i went back and forth for five minutes it's not blinking the eyes don't seem to be doing anything it's like this dead is is intriguing as it looked oh you have no idea i would give a thousand dollars and i'm not rich to have that opportunity again because that is i think going to uh answer a whole lot of questions about these bigfoots I'm already convinced we've got video evidence, we've got foots, tree structures, DNA. But to me, this was, and I'd love to have that baby one, about uh, three and a half foot. I uh, look like a fat little, uh, oh, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I can't even remember when I seen that, so I'm going to throw it in now anyway. Um, one of these adventures, we went back to the truck. And I usually put down water for the dog and he started drinking. And I noticed the dog was all of a sudden looked at attention. You learn to read your dog after a while, especially me, right, dogger guy. And I looked up and there's that baby standing right in the road, 40 yards in front of the car. And I just know him. He's going to run right up there, want to get petted. And he's going to end up dead because mama's just right there, you know. And so I broke his attention and got him to get up in the truck, which was already open. We're talking less than 10 seconds. I didn't even latch the door because I didn't want to make any noise. 
got the camcorder right on my chest, got it in hand, and it's gone. Oh, oh, that was killer. It would have been not only the best Bigfoot video ever on my 4K Sony recorder, but uh, it would have been the only best shot of Bigfoot. I mean, they're standing in the middle of a black top road 40 feet away. I could have zoomed on that. We could have counted the freckles on his little nose, you know. And uh, so there's one ouchie because of the dog. But uh, just prior to that day or two earlier, I can't remember, here he was going to that that uh, deer blind that they looked like they were making. So I'm like, well, you look like you're dead anyway. Just sitting there in the tree. was It, it just seemed very inanimate, but it kind of glowed, like from inside out. It was like a like a glow stick when they're on their way out. You know what I mean? When a glow stick is is starting to burn out. Yeah, like it's, it, it kind of like. dims a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly same exact color, and they also get the darker color when they're on their way out. I mean, it looked exactly what it was. So I'm still scratching my head. Balloon, maybe I'm just not seeing the string. Somebody put a target up there, but how in the hell did they get way up there to do it? And why would they put a target in a park? Well, you're not allowed to hunt, you know? And, and then all of a sudden, you know, all this going through my head, and then I see the dog, and I'm like, okay, I'll be back to you in a minute. Go around, and it, it just rained the night before, so all the leaves were wet, and there was a lot of leaves in this little nook. And I'm like, cool, my first couple steps, I'm not even hearing myself. And lo and behold, we snuck in there, and there's a female Bigfoot bent over with her butt at me, and I snuck all the way up to 20 feet from her, maybe even 15 feet. And she stood up. And she must have heard, finally heard me rustle and uh, stood up, stared right at me. Now, she was almost eye to eye with me, but she was in a in a dugout. You know, it was kind of uh, down from where I was. So I'm guessing her under seven foot tall. And and by the way, her boobies flopped. I'm sure she was very, you know, full maturity. And um, and then I learned out later that why her boobies might have been flopping because uh, she's got a baby. And um, but she went completely invisible right then. Wow. And it was kind of fun. It didn't scare me at all. I'm just like wee Here I'm still, you know camcorder right on chest and then I start going well I'm going to turn it on but she's invisible completely invisible not not the uh, Terminator invisible she is completely see through invisible and immediately I look down and I see some rustle in the leaves I know she's still there she's just invisible to me she didn't go to another realm into another dimension, she's right there, invisible. So, and that's something you people need to know too, is that just because these things go invisible don't mean they went away. And I've got more on that too. So keep keep your uh, your thoughts on that invisibility thing. Um, so, it, and it's funny too, because there's this big limb in her way that she had just brought up there to get back into what they're deep or they're blind 
And all of a sudden, here this limb goes lifting way, way up. And then you could see her rustling. And then she lowered it way down so slow, like she thought she was being sneaky, like I wasn't going to notice. <laughs> I, I I almost wanted to video that, but nobody would believe it anyway, because, uh, oh, you just tied fishing string to it, you know? Uh, had they not already seen what I'd seen before, it wouldn't have had any power to it. Um, and and I've still seen her rustling around. I went right up to her, three, four feet with my hiking stick, and, and I'm just so excited, and I just started talking to her, and all of a sudden, just to make her feel calm, and, and all of a sudden, this feeling of euphoria come over me, like, just, like, punched in the face with euphoria, and I'm here to tell you, buddy, there is no feeling on earth that will ever make you come close there is no drug on this planet that could make a person feel like this thing made me feel. And I know these things can do it from everybody talking about their dread, right? All this feeling of dread all of a sudden. Well, just keep that thought in mind because these things do him throw whatever you're feeling at in your mind, in your mind, in your heart, they'll throw it right back at you times 10. So if you're seeing one and it's and you're afraid, or you're hearing one and you're afraid, and especially if you're packing a gun, well, guess what? They're going to pick all that up off of you and see your gun and know you have a gun and you're afraid, you're guilty, and you have a gun. Guess what? You're going to get a feeling of dread. They're going to throw that feeling you got right back at you and I don't know if it's on purpose or just coincidental they have you know you're just coincidentally picking up what they're feeling because they're they've got 10 times the amount of power we do they can read your mind but they whatever is going on they can do it 10 times more than we can so this thing picks up that I'm feeling love standing there with my crookedy hiking stick, smiling away and talking to her. And I'm like, you know, I, I would have stayed there. But I'm like, okay, this is not showing, giving me anything to video. People are going to think I'm nuts just standing here videoing this. And um, I got it. I got bigger fish to fry with that ET thing in the tree, right? So I tiptoed back over there, gone, gone completely and i mean it was like right there you couldn't miss it for this whole ledge if you looked out anywhere you wanted to look this thing glowy thing is just the first thing you're gonna look at and it's gone and now i'm like okay now i get it these et things follow these around to make sure they can go invisible if they have to now that made a hell of a lot more sense to me than this, you know, stinky, ungroomed, hunting, living, breathing being, then they can just snap their fingers and, and disappear. That just, I was not buying into that theory. And now it made sense. 
And then I seen where the baby was and that made perfect sense. When you looked at this whole park, I could see that's where they were coming into the park and out of the park. And I'm sure it was on its way out. So then that gave me a time period. So then I ambushed the family the next night up on the top of a hill at a campsite. So I went over to this far one where I could see that they probably were going back and forth. Got the timeline down, got there early with the pup. We sat down and I sat there and ate my dinner, which I do a lot of out on the when I'm hunting. And so sure enough, it just started, you know, and I'm an old deer hunter, just probably 25 minutes after the sun set, could still see, probably not good enough to get a good video, but um, my my Sony does have a night thing, although even if I got a good night video, it still wouldn't be nothing compared to some of the stuff I've seen in daylight. You know, I but I had it on and ready to go, and I could hear the male. This male, when he decides it's time to move, sounds like a freaking African elephant walking through the woods. And he, they always come in, especially him, he's coming out of the deep, thickest stuff you could ever imagine. And, um, and he can be sneaky, because I learned that, too. Once he finds out you're not afraid of him, and then he goes back in the same way he came, you, it sounds like a mouse sneaking away. But when he ain't worried about nothing or if he's pissed, man, he it's, there ain't an, ele- an elephant. is exact sound of what this thing does when he's walking through the woods. So I'm like, got the video going. I'm, I, and I still have that video. So you can hear him down there making a noise. But he's finally coming up to the point where I'm located for to go up and across the road and lo and behold you hear a turkey gobble and then all of a sudden total silence and I know why he's like okay (laughs) here comes a turkey I'm just gonna sit right here half the night if I got to till that turkey comes and I'm just gonna get me a turkey dinner and uh Shortly after that, they opened up the park. And I got to know that the first few campers might have been shot out of their pants. <laughs> <laughs> but then I had to relocate them. Well, I went to the first spot that I would think they would relocate it to, which they, where they ended up being. But they just weren't there the first time I looked. And then I started looking all over everywhere else, just like how many times you lose something. And then it ends up being in the first place you look, but you didn't look hard enough. But unfortunately, it was only a couple weeks before small game season opened up. And after I had several encounters down there with them, and and, um, actually some good encounters, um, and I was feeding them apples every time I went, and they were eating them. And I put them in places that I know it was them. I'm not going to be content until I have interaction. Screw video. I'm beyond that. I want up close and personal interaction. And I've come so close to it so many times. I already had close interaction with the girl twice. And the second time, we're going to talk about that shortly. And I'm talking really good interaction. Um, But uh, males, they are the ones that's scare everybody to death 
and and you shouldn't be afraid of them, in my opinion, in my experiences. Um, but I go out there after two weeks. I finally found them, and I've got all this stuff going on. And here's a bunch of empty shotgun shell, bird shot. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. I I read though, you know, my mind went, oh sh. Now they're gonna think that I thinked out on them. Or this is actually me coming after him, blaming my gun, and went on down there and nothing. Went the next day, nothing. And if you see where I'm at, there are so many places these things could hide, you know, that I could never get to them, you know. It just killed me. But they're back again, and I only got a lovely, what, no, another probably solid month to six weeks. So I'm going to start going back again and I'm going to start going like at five in the morning, get there at five in the morning and try that on for size. But I got to get my good video because I need another dog and I vowed that I'm not going to get one until I can get at least some of these footages that I lost had I not had. And I'm not going to get a dog and go out in the woods and leave it at home. That, that you know, that's just not right. So, uh, anyway, yeah. uh, before the shot, the, the hunters scared him off. I went down there and uh, snuck all the way down. This was the first, or the second time, but this was... Um, long after the first time where I didn't have any action at all, uh, like several weeks after I tried everywhere else, come back down, and it's only about a mile and a half. You come to a big feedlot on a ridge top. You know, right and left off this ridge top is just like, boom, down into thick, non-land forest, and then right back up again, and right back down again, and then, I mean, it's beautiful. It's pigfoot heaven, really. And they could just, they could just hide on you all day long if you want to. But uh, I think this food lot for the deer that goes probably almost two miles on this ridge where they plant um, some sort of grain for the deer or turkey or whatever else wants to eat it, and maybe even the bigfoot. So, uh, it made sense to me, and uh, I snuck all the way down there. Again, I think it was a day where it rained, and I walk slow, and I go with the wind. You know what I mean? I don't just come tromping out there. I wait for a breeze, and I move with the wind, that and then sense. I stop. Or, or a plane comes over. Now you can move along, you know, something, you know, or the wind. And I just, I snuck up on this guy, and I, I think the family was with him, too, that day. Because I know one other time I came out, and just the wife and the baby were down there. And and we're talking 40 yards at the most, maybe 35 yards, real thick, little spot, right next to the food lot and right at the end of this trail where it turns into the food lot. And um, I snuck all the way up there and then did, here we go with my whoop again. But I'm like, I've already learned that this whoop can be really uh, irritating. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and do an old man whoop 
So I did my own same thing that I did, uh, uh, you know, kind of like less instead of, you know, I thought, <coughs> damn, killing myself here. I thought that would be more non-threatening, sound like an old, an old Bigfoot or something. Oh, I pissed him off. He, he thought, sure as hell, another Bigfoot had snuck up on him. And I hear this loud pop. And it was a, like, like we can pop our lips by sucking in and, you know, and then releasing our lips. You know, that pop sound we can do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, he did it. He did it times 20. And had I been a long way away, I would have thought it was a tree knock. And I think a lot of this may be tree knocks that people think they're hearing. But trust me, baby, I was close enough. I could hear it was lips. And it was loud. And he was pissed. And the only reason he did that is because there was no trees real close to him. But he, he fixed that in a quick hurry. He started knocking brush and kicking stuff. And I think he even made a couple grunts and groans because he don't, he isn't very vocal. His, he, what he does more is just knock stuff over. And if you'd have heard the whop, you'd understand how he did it. It's the same guy that throws 20 pound, 25 pound boulders like we can uh, golf balls, you know, um, just amazing. And that day I did get glimpses of him behind the trees and stuff and i had it on film which i ended up deleting because it was none of it was if you weren't there and you're a non-believer it could have been anybody in a ghillie suit back there making knives and and hopefully someday i won't get better stuff but uh anyway uh and i'm not afraid i'm sitting here with my camera going and uh it didn't take him long to pick up on my vibes and uh, on that day, I waited for a half hour because I was there way before dark. And I, nothing, nothing, nothing. They just go away. And um, well, I think, and then I left some apples, which come up missing. So two days later, I come back, same spot, and I didn't do any whoops. And there's no wind. And it was a, uh, and it, it it was kind of a you know one of them drizzly calm days where if you had a lighter and you lit it it wouldn't even flicker, right? Oh yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I'm thinking, it's, and I'm hearing some movement down there, right? Same exact spot. And later on, I went down there and seen where they had been, you know, there were seating spots and little spots where they were all packed down. Looks like some big logs that they could sit and then lean up against or sit on depending on how they wanted you know their their mood and um um it, it was a really good spot um it made sense when i went down there and uh, um uh, so i'm sure the wife and the kid were down there that day but i'm not going to do anything to scare them i'm not i'm just gonna kind of and now that's this is my whole frame of mind now you know once you find them, however that be, leave them alone. Do not go out after dark. That's their time. And you can go down there any other time, early morning, late afternoon, and and, and see if you can, if they're willing to share with you. But hunting them down is going to not get you anywhere, buddy. It's just going to be negative. It's going to, to them, 
which is going to end up coming back to negative to you, <laughs> hopefully in something you can talk about later and maybe something you won't be able to talk about later. When you say hunting them down, though, do you mean like actually with a gun or do you mean like with a camera? Because there's two different types of... Either way, you know, we, we're hunting Bigfoot. They know. They hunt all day, every day. They know if somebody's looking for a sign, looking at the floor, looking at stuff broke over, looking at their structure, found, finding where they live, and then just going over it like a fine-tooth comb. That's like totally, in my opinion, um, violating their everything. If you're not going to progress as a researcher because they are not going to come back if you keep poking in their backyard all the time like that. You've got to put yourself close to them, be glad you know where that is, but try and keep in a neutral zone in hopes that they finally, I think patience is the key to this whole thing. Love, understanding, and patience will pay off dividends. From the sounds and, of it, though, uh, it really sounds like, like Bigfoot has, has played a, a rather large role in, in your life now. Would, would, would that be fair to say? Oh, well, I think my theory on wildlife has never changed. It's just now Bigfoot is the highlight of it. I, I love wildlife. I, I'm, more, I'm not Indian, but I feel like I am because I was born and raised in the woods, and you, you respect it. You, you learn it. You, uh, I harvest off the woods, whether it be mushrooms, plants, or animals, and you don't exploit anything. You you know, you, in fact, me and my brother used to hunt deer, and we wouldn't hunt trophy antlers. We would shoot the weird bucks that we didn't want breeding with our population. They, We wouldn't know the difference the way they tasted on the fry pan, but they, we didn't want them messing up our breeding, you know, breeding with our group, you know. So I, I've always thought completely different than most people about everything like that and then bigfoot was just was just like a perfect natural thing for me but all these encounters that i have in three different states i i don't think are just a coincidence i i think that i've got something going on here that people want to get close to them should pattern and by all means if you're really, and I see other people doing this with their uh, YouTube channels, but one guy, I can't remember, that was, they put one of his things in my group, and I kind of, it was the first time I ever really downed somebody, kind of trashed them, but it was meant toward him and his, what he was doing. He, well, I, want, I forgot my gun today, and I forgot my bear spray, but I, I'm out here and I'm following them and, they, and they're obviously, they're trying to lead me because I keep hearing them knock a little farther, a little farther. They're trying to trap me, obviously. They're trying to lead me in to their trap. And, 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 and this, you know what I mean? Just doing this drama and making everybody more afraid, like they ain't already afraid enough. And, and, he's, and he's scared. Obviously, you know, it was quite visible in his video that he's afraid. And uh, what are you doing? Go, I think I got sarcastic, said, go research rabbits or squirrels or something. 
You know, you shouldn't feel like you need a gun and and bear spray. And if you're that afraid when you finally accomplish what you're after and think that they're trying to trap you, then you know what? You really are, you're, you should be doing something else. And I almost got kicked out of my group for that. And that's the last time I, now I just don't <laughs> say anything at all. When I, when I see something like that happening, um, but it's gotta be more understanding and passive and quit being so aggressive and you find out where they're at and you just go rooting around and they're, where they're, you know, even if you go out in the day, you're going where you think, and you probably know, and you're probably right, where they're resting, because they hunt all night, and you're just messing with them, you're screwing up the whole thing, you go where they are, and stay in your neutral zone, and see what happens, see if you can telepathically talk to them, and know, and that, that being said, let's go on with second time at that spot right now i go down there like i already said no wind i'm certain i hear some rustling that wife and kid are over there they aren't making a noise i haven't made a noise bigfoot is not smelling me i hear way way and there's a lake like uh it's probably almost two miles as the crow flies but when you go up and down the hills it's probably more like two and a half if you walked it quite a ways away but still it's so quiet out there you can hear motor boats or if they're banging on their boats and stuff sometimes right and i hear this pop 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 and i'm like well that's obviously a boat over there and then i, I hear a little closer it sounds like uh, same thing pop 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 and that, this keeps going on and it keeps coming right at me right through the woods and now and it's like every five minutes and it started off and i know because i've hiked the whole thing and where it was coming from and everything and i know it was probably three quarters of a mile away minimum it's a real healthy half mile where he started no no it was farther i i know it was farther and he's traveling fast and he's acting like uh just like a pissed off bull elephant and walking through the woods crash bang he's knocking down stuff he didn't have to and uh but uh eventually i know what it is i've heard this before not on bigfoot videos but wildlife videos it's a silverback gorilla whap 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 in his chest three times only three times three times every time whap, whap, whap. And and it's coming right for me. And this is where 99.9% .9 of people would be losing control of themselves and tinkling and pooling and to go in the woods again. And I'm just smiling, cameras on, and I could see right where he's going to come. And I and you could just see this little dent where a lot of activity comes up from this valley. I know right where he's coming. And I'm right there waiting for him. And uh, the last two times he pounded the chest, oh yeah, King Kong, bashing everything down, knocking stuff, Got and it's a steep cliff, right? And he's right on the other, right down the cliff. If I was to stand up and walk 10 feet, I would. he would have been right there, right? 
I could have thrown a pebble over his head. This is how close he was to me. And and I'm just smiling, and and he's 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 feeling me. He's detecting me. And then I see some leaves move at the top of the lip. And at first I'm thinking, well, that's where he's throwing stuff. You know, they like to throw stuff. I've never had him throw anything at me. But I'm thinking, well, this must be what he's doing. He's throwing stuff. Now, in hindsight, I think he walked up there and he was invisible, just like his female did um, right in front of me. And she would do again and later encounter. And he was just staring right at me. And I could not see nothing, nothing. And uh, and then this, and I've never heard of one, especially in my area where this guy don't even get vocal and they're trying to be sneaky. That was like the least sneaky thing I've ever heard of. Pounding his chest, bashing through the woods for 15, 20 minutes, all the way right up to me right up to me and then either he looked at me and went oh you again and let's chunk away or he just went oh no i don't no gun no fear in fact he's picking up the opposite i'm like come on over and let's i got i always pack extra nuts and goodies in case i ever do get lucky enough to get a sit down with them you know and uh is that your goal uh, is that what you like uh, sorry i don't mean to interrupt that, that is, is that... my is that what you're, you're aiming for? Unless I'm, I get my sit down with one, you that's know, a, an a... actual, and, and and it might be two or three. That's fine. I I want them to completely and totally trust ex, and accept me, and um, and have a total interaction, face to face, hand to hand. Here, try some of this. <laughs> you think that's good? I got this too, you know, and uh, and oh yeah, I, I I if I get the video I'm after, trust me, buddy, it, it ain't gonna be out to make money, at all. I don't want a dime of it. I will donate the whole thing to any cause I think will further the benefit of the Bigfoot. And uh, but I know if I get what I'm after, there's gonna be a lot of money for Bigfoot. Because <laughs> oh. it will completely and totally rock the Bigfoot world, and um, and uh, these these things are, are just so amazing. Yeah, so, I, I okay, agree. I think that pretty much fulfilled the two experiences with the male um, just getting so aggressive. And that's ninety percent of the experiences you hear out there is where they have just a call, you know, occurred up. Well, the females are probably right there too, but they are shy. They're curious, and they might have been really close to you, invisible, and the male knows it, and that pisses him off even more because he doesn't want his females to get near us because he don't trust us, and I don't trust people either. I don't know. I totally understand how he feels, but um, you don't have nothing to worry about. Um the only thing you got to worry about is your own intentions, your own heart, and your own soul. Because if you get those three things in line before you go out in the woods, which mine is all the time, 
you're, that's the way you should be when you go into the woods anyway, without Bigfoot being included in the conversation. Um, now, um, after that, and I went out there and like the bad hunting thing, and I know they were just gone, gone, gone forever, at least, you know, for a long time. And they're back now, and I thought they would be, and I got to make hay while the sun shines. And I'm so crippled, even though it's not that far in there, it's up a big hill and down another, and and I got to carry a chair to sit in when I get out there, and, and then my backpack full of groceries in case I get my sit down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to let me know if that ever happens, because, yeah, that's kind of been the goal, I think, for everybody. Oh, well, I, I think you know Mr. Hijinks, right, David? Hijinks? How do you say his name? I'm sorry, who? The the producer of the Monster Quest. Oh, Doug Hijinks. Yeah, Hijinks, Hijinks. I've talked to him back and forth a lot, and if I could just get some more of these money shots, um, shoot, yeah, he's he's ready to put together something for me. Yeah, that'd be cool. Same, and I've talked to. Uh, survivor man too and and he's he's more than ready to not only take the ball and run but come on over and help me do some hunting myself uh, or with me but uh so i'm i really need to get my poop in a group in the next few weeks and and see if i can't get some final good shots yeah, you're gonna um, maybe you have to come yeah, back on the show and and fill us in on how all that went because I I would love to hear more I I really would, especially if you're getting okay, back out so there and, bought, and making some videos yeah I've got what oh yeah 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 I'm going I'm just just I it's more my health and my uh, and my just getting my butt out there and I and I'm gonna and I realize now especially I've got several things that I've had going on here that just you know life things that just yeah. Dragon, yeah, yeah, life gets in the way. Directions. Yeah, I, I know that feeling for sure. Last two two days, I've been trying to help do a bunch of stuff in the yard of my church that has been neglected forever, and which really makes me feel good as well. But stuff that I could have done after hunting season, you know what I mean? <laughs> when <laughs> yes. hunting season starts, then the Bigfoot go away. And so I got to uh, get that. Yeah, um, I, I know the feeling. But one more, one more goodie. It's a goodie. It's my favorite. Oh, oh, okay. Now, I already had that experience with the female where she throwed that euphoria on me. Oh, oh, oh! One more little ditty. Two days after that, went down to my same spot where I always sit with me and my dog, and at this beautiful overlook over the lake that he had scared my dog had scared something down the hill, which I think was the baby. I just went, just it was real heavy, just kukukunk, going down the hill, and it did not sound like a bear, although it could have been, but I would have seen the bear when I got up there, and uh, I don't think the bear would have been more apt because it didn't know I was around. Might have just said, "I'm not running from you, dog. Come on, I'll eat you." Now I'm pretty sure that was the baby, so I kept going that same spot eat lunch all the time same spot and uh two days after i was right up in her face with my leaning on my hiking stick which if you see my hiking stick it's very unique the way it hooks around at the top then it bends back in on itself it's an old tree root 
you know how them can get really abnormally shaped and uh she must have studied it hard because she duplicated it and i've got that on video and stuck it in the ground right in front of where i sat and eat is that cool yeah i mean there's, there's i mean literally this happened and uh, i never would have thought of anything like that but she just liked me and just was glad that i we had our encounter obviously and was just you know just so thoughtful and thinking like that you know it was just blew me away i was just oh my god like i wasn't in love with these things already you know and then uh, it was mushroom hunting season that time of year and i went just uh, not very far from this whole activity to uh, uh but i never heard new bigfoot was there i don't know if it was the same one the same female or whether these things can talk to each other or what but here i'm out there just the most beautiful chanterelle patch i've ever seen in my life and i've hunted them for, i used to hunt them and sell them and i've seen a lot of beautiful chanterelle patches but it was like quite obviously more than i wanted so i'm just actually wondering looking at them and getting real picky and poking at them with my stick to see how firm they were and all of a sudden here comes a bigfoot right to you know and you're getting into any kind of mushroom like that you're in a leaf pack big thick leaf pack or they would not be there you're not going to be finding mushrooms in dry hard ground and i can hear see this really wide steps really deep impressions <laughs> it was coming right by me 10 feet right by me really slow right very intentional very plain very obvious walks really and they, you know it hooked around me you know, it didn't walk by me 10 foot. It actually even got closer as it come around the back side. And right then I got this huge, even more than the first time, euphoria feeling. And I knew it must be that same doggone female. Because she just, she, it's like a, a dog that knows you. Now it's like, you know, it's just coming right up. And then I could see it sit down. You could plainly see it plop its big butt right down in the leaves and set right there. And I'm like, oh my God. Here I've got this euphoria feeling over me. I'm just starting to picture intros. And I was just having a blast. I was talking to her the whole time, picking away. And, and this euphoria feeling does not wear off. When you're close to them, and, and the dread doesn't wear off either. You know, everybody keeps talking about the dread. Well, I'm here to tell you, these things can do euphoria too. It all is up to you. It's like a mirror. It's coming right back at you times 10. This wonderful feeling of euphoria. My God, that's all I ever care to do. I even quit fishing. And I'm surrounded by good fishing because if I got enough energy or time to go fishing, I'd much rather go hopefully get some more euphoria, you know? because uh there's nothing like it on the face of the earth and it's oh it's just un unbelievable do you, do you think that she was um, doing that intentionally to kind of like say hello type of thing I, I don't know if they do it intentionally or whether they read your mind and they read your heart and soul 
they know, I know it can't be just a one-way street. So if they've got that channel opened up, I think when you get close enough to them, you're just getting backwash from what's really going on in their mind. And I don't think this dread is intentional either. I think it's the same thing that all these people getting dread, they're just getting backwash. And all you're getting is the backwash that you get putting out to them. You know, you're just getting it right back at you. Because you you see a, or hear a Bigfoot and you're all freaked out and you're sitting there with a gun and your knees are shaking and, uh, and, and you're putting them in a bad situation. They're feeling really even more afraid than you are. And just like I say, it's times 10 right back at you. And, uh, oh, and I, you. I don't know if it's intentional. It could be. I don't know. I want to learn this. I, I'm open, but I'm here. I'm here to tell you. I'm I'm for the Euphoria group that has not been mentioned yet, and it's it's this is not an accident. What's happening to me? And I think other people have felt it too. Um, but you don't hear as much about it as you do the the hunter that had the nightmare experience, and it was pure evil. Oh, you couldn't believe it, I. <laughs> and it made me feel this awful dread. And, oh, yeah, yeah, been there, done that. And then once you show no fear and you really aren't afraid because there's nothing to fear, um, then it's going to turn around and tiptoe away. Yeah, I completely and understand. I, if I could if I could just share something real quick with you. Uh, when I started the podcast, um, that's exactly what I expected from, from the listeners for, or for people who are going to come on. Was they, you know they're going to be having these stories that they're full of fear and you know this monster tried to kill us and you know I, they're going to rip us apart limb by limb and that sort of that's what I was expecting but as as time has gone on I, I've learned that that's you know quite the opposite actually they really prefer the Sasquatch prefer have very very little to do with us if any and, and violent encounters are, are seem at least for me uh, from what I've heard from other people that I've talked to is that. You know, violent encounters are very, very rare, and they they don't happen all that often. There has to be some kind of other underlying um, motive or, or event. Circumstance. That, yeah, a circumstance. circumstance. Yeah, that we that we aren't aware of. Yeah, and and you might have just walked between a male and a female and his baby. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so it, it's and, been it's been rather the opposite and i'm learning that these 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 creatures these sasquatch these people actually i prefer to call them now as another another group of people because they they do have they share similarities with us that we just can't can't push aside and then beyond that which is why i actually was really glad that you came on the show because there's a and, and i know it's kind of taboo but you know the the woo factor within the Brit or the Sasquatch community. Um, you know you, you tend to get snubbed and, and looked down on when when you bring it up, but it, it's not something that you should just walk away from. There, there these creatures have survived thousands of years undetected, and there's got to be some reason for that. I mean, with the technology well, that know, we I, have, I, I, there shouldn't be I'm any an issue with finding one. I'm an old woo factor poopooer myself. When I, when I was trying to just getting started on this, I in my own mind already knew that these are flesh and blood, primitive beings, uh, they stink, they're unkept, they live off the land, they, uh, they ain't going to be out there disappearing on you right in front of you, you know, 
that when I, anybody even went into that, I would completely change the channel, go to a different YouTube thing, or or if I was reading, I would just go on to read something else. And since then, I've been going back to try and find all the ones that I, that I deleted or or uh, didn't <laughs> want before. So yeah, uh, the yeah. woo is. There's more to be said to the woo than yeah. people want to believe. Exactly, I, and then I 100% agree with you. 100%. I, I've been, it's my, my my own belief system has been kind of swaying somewhere in the middle. You know, somewhere between you know the, the, these are living, breathing, red-blooded, you know, hot-blooded, red-blooded creatures. To you know, they have some special abilities that we just don't comprehend, or we don't want to comprehend. We just, it's not. I'm not certain of that part yet, but. You know, they 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 they've been managing to stay hidden for thousands of years for for a reason. So I, th- I think that's not something people should just, you know, sh- shake their head at and, and throw their arms up and call everybody else that believe in that, you know, you know crazy. It, which is not the case. So that that's one of the well, reasons I, I, I wanted was, to get I you was, on the show. I was one of those people. Yeah. And, and anybody out there that wants to immediately be like I was and poop poop this away, don't please. Because I am not lying. There's nothing I said today that was even a little bit uh, of fabrication. If anything, I might have left out some more elaborate details that really were there at the time that I forgot. But this is all just as real as you and me are talking to each other right now. And people just better get used to that idea and believe it. And when it happens to them, then they may not, they might be in the category of, not being so afraid and they might have a really wonderful experience rather than a bad one because they already know that this is something that can happen yes that they can go and visit i agree with you. Right that's absolutely front. true well mark this has been so, fun uh, this, thank you so much for taking the time i know we had a little bit of a I, well i had a communication error because i really <laughs> i apologize for calling you a day earlier but uh but yeah, thank you so much so for, excited you i was wait. <laughs> I was. I really was. Well, I was attention. I had my ringer off, so I didn't even get your message till later. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like, and then I, I I sent you that little text, just laughing at you a little bit there. But, um, it's okay. I was a little. I was a. No, I, I just forgot that it was the know, wrong day. When you get me, when I I say I'm going to do something, I'm I'm going to do it. Come hell or high water. Right so. on. Well, thanks, Mark, for anyway, coming on. I really do sincerely appreciate you taking the time today. I mean, we, we, this was great. We might have to have you back on in a few weeks after you get your, uh, you head back out in the woods and, and see what you get. Yep. Well, I, you know, right now I've just got so many big items that I've, that I've been trying to accomplish out of my way that I, I'm just going to start prioritizing and putting my foot down. And, and it's, now it's just a matter of, of my back, how much I can do. You know, I'm not going to let any circumstances get in my way. It's just going to be me and my help that's going to stand in my way of me uh, getting out there and and getting this accomplished. And just to to end this thing, for me, Bigfoot from Patty on has always been, and, and, and the countless thousands of sightings, and if you... You know, you don't believe it. You just start listening to, you know, how to hunt guy, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good, yeah, I like his channel, yeah. Yeah, and all of his encounters, 
if only 10% of them are true, you know, come on. And, and, and a lot of the ones that you do filter the way to the top over the past years have been policemen, teachers, um, uh, you know, important people in society that have nothing to gain but everything to lose to say their encounters have come out and said, this is what I saw, I, I, you know, there's no doubt about it, what I saw. And and then uh, people still don't want to believe. And I don't know if they don't want to believe because they really don't want to believe because they don't, they enjoy going in the woods and they just, the idea of one of these things being out there is they don't want to accept it or they're just one of those poo-poo stairs that just and a lot of these scientists now you could just punch them in the nose they know they no until <laughs> i see the body well the bodies have been there baby it's just they get shuffled off to buffalo from our government faster than you can shake a stick and nothing else has ever heard of them you know so we've already got the bodies we've got the dna we've we've got the the uh, manuals, the military manuals, have them right in there. Manual, what everybody puts in their pocket, in their guide for when they're in the field and run into certain situations, it's in there. What you do when you run into a Sasquatch. I mean, this has been documented. You know, the government just can't come out and just get on TV and say, hey, we, we've got Bigfoots, uh, everybody, and, and then they could watch their national park billions and billions of dollars uh, income go because instead of taking Tommy out to the hiking path at Yosemite and letting him just go tripping along with his little sister, it throws a whole new, you know, a whole new meaning into the thing. It's like, okay, well, this kind of changes our whole thoughts you know and and they know it so you know anything comes to dollars there's it's uh you find out just how bad our government can really be plus they don't want a bunch of tree huggers out there saying that you cannot go drilling and mining and logging over here anymore because we know, we've already proven that bigfoot lives in that area and we're going to set that aside that's the last thing they want right yeah. No. Ouchie, ouchie. You want to talk about hurting their little bank account now? Um, so, you know, you're never going to get nobody coming out, scientists or 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 government. You just got to know, and and hopefully people can trust just everything I've said and the way I've spoken here today. That this is real. This and this is drug induced. This isn't. I don't even drink. I drink a couple beers at night once in a while, but I do not drink. I even when I smoked, I don't smoke cigarettes or I ever smoke cigarettes. I don't anymore in the woods. I re- totally respect woods, and I hate people that cause forest fires. And I, I just, I when I go out there, I'm it's a religion to me, and I, I relate to Native American people big time on that level. You know, I am in a spirit realm when I go in the woods 
and I think Bigfoot picks up on that big time. And uh, we, they, they listen to me, and they are not threatened to me. I feel so comfortable with them. A couple of times, just recently, I've come out of the woods, and I, I hear them. I already knew they were chasing deer um, down a hill because I heard them tree knocking before, and I know they're right with me. And I felt so comfortable knowing that they were with me, and I could not see going out at all. I was just almost feeling my way for a half mile out of this place I had got myself into and picking chanterelles, and uh, I just got way out. It was I went around a hoop rather than going out and coming back the same way where I, I had more um, control of what my timeline was to get out in the, before it was dark, and I decided to go around the whole hoop which ended up being more of a hoop than I thought. <laughs> but I just, I felt so comfortable knowing that they were there, like they almost got my back, you know what I mean? Then then I then I would have had I not known they were there. Then, you, then I'm worried about, oh, I'm going to run into a bear and, a, and have something going on. I, I'm convinced that they would actually intervene if I was to run into a bear. One that I, and, and uh, um, Mr. Survivor Man, uh, Les Stroud, I keep him posted too. And uh, and then the uh, Mr. Ontario Bigfoot, what's his name? Steve something. Um, he he's doing a lot of good work out there with his Bigfoot that he talks to. You've heard that one before too, right? I believe so. Yeah, because he talks to his. Oh, the one in particular which is like the middle-aged one that talks really, I mean, you can obviously tell that it's not human <laughs> and, it's, and uh, makes all kinds of these weird noises. <laughs> they've had they, they've had the thing going on up on his little program for several years, and people think he's totally wacko too. But uh, I used to, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for coming on today, Mark. I sincerely, once again, I sincerely appreciate it. And uh, for the listeners, if you guys just want to hang around, we'll be right back. Stay there. And we're back, everyone. We are back to pull a pin on this one. Um, You know what? I'm just going to skip that whole thing that I usually do. Uh, I'm just going to make this short and sweet for you guys to give you an explanation. I, uh, this podcast wasn't supposed to come out today. I've actually kind of put the podcast on hold for now because uh, if you have not heard, I live in British Columbia. I live in a city, a smaller city, about 8,000 people, I guess, somewhere around there. Uh, we are currently on evacuation alert um, just due to wildfires that are currently happening all around us. And if you look at a map of BC right now, it is it is bad. It is very, very bad. Um, the neighboring village over, you know, 10, 15 minute drive from where I live has been evacuated and there's thousands and thousands of people displaced, uh, due to the wildfire. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. I wanted to put this one episode out for you guys because technically, uh, at the time of the recording, you know, I'm two days away from the one year anniversary of the podcast. Um, by the time this comes out, on Tuesday, you know, the next the Wednesday will be the one year anniversary. And I, I, I wanted to do, <laughs> I wanted to do something. And this, this, I just wanted to get this at least out there 
uh, before I put the podcast on hold. And it will return. I promise you that it will return. I just need some time to get this sorted through and figure out what we're doing. You know, get my family safe. That's the number one thing for me right now. Um, I got to look after my wife and my kids and, and my grandkids and make sure that everybody's okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to help neighbors. I'm extremely tired. I'm super, super busy and I've got so much more to do. But I, I wanted to put this out for you guys because, you know, without you guys, this podcast doesn't even ex- exist. So thank you. Um, hopefully you guys will forgive me for putting the podcast on a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks. Hopefully it doesn't last too long. Uh, but when we return, uh, hopefully we'll be stronger than ever. And, uh, you know, we, we can pick up right where we left off. Um, so, you know, keep those emails coming and, um, I'd love to get you guys on the show. I'm ho- I, I had, you know, I had three interviews scheduled this week and I think I'm going to have to put them all on hold, uh, for another time. I was actually very close to putting two shows a week back on. <laughs> this sucks. Oh man. You know, these past couple of years actually have just been, you know, giving and giving and giving and we just keep taking and taking and taking and it's not the kind of giving and taking that we want um for whatever reason you know we're we're being thrown into this mess um so having said that if you guys want to reach out i can be contacted at nicola valley bigfoot at gmail.com that's n-i-c-o-l-a nicola valley bigfoot at gmail.com i still want to get in touch with you guys and uh when we return, I want the show to be bigger and better than it was. So I need you guys to do that. Um, I got nothing else to say other than, you know, be safe. Um, be fire smart, please. I'm begging you, please be fire smart. Don't flick your ashes out the window if you're smoking. Don't, you know, make sure your campfire is out. Just, I wish I was in a little bit better mood today because I am really feeling I'm really feeling the, the, the pressure and, and the stress of what's happening around me. Um, but I just want you guys to know that this is only going to be temporary. I, do, I, I love doing the podcast. I love doing the show for you guys. And I love listening to your stories. So get in touch. Let, let's get those stories in, in a queue at least. So that way when we do come back, we're, we're coming back super, super strong. So if you guys can do that for me, I, I'm asking you nicely, please just a little bit of patience and we'll, we'll return. And, um, with that, uh, I just want to say, you know, thank you guys. You know, I'm not going to get the one year anniversary show that I wanted to, wanted to do for you guys, but you know, we'll, we'll, I'll make it up to you somehow, but thank you guys so much for one year. I, I'm, I'm baffled that <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I have you guys with me. So one year, wow. I, I didn't think this was going to last a couple of weeks. And, uh, here we are. We're one year in and uh, it sucks that I got to put it on hold, but it is what it is. And uh, let's make this stronger. When we come back, let's make this stronger. So reach out, get in touch and let's get this done. Okay, guys. Um, Once again, you know, be fire smart. I'm begging you, please be fire smart and um, hug your family because uh, that's when it comes down to it, that's all you really got. So until I talk to you guys, oh man, this is harder than I thought. Um, Until I can talk to you guys again, I love each and every one of you guys for listening. So thank you guys so, so much. Uh, I, I sincerely mean it. 
thank you guys so much. And um, until the next time, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.